to another episode of the By Your Side podcast, the property podcast to help you buy better. My name is Michelle May and I am the principal of Michelle May Buyers Agents here in Sydney. Now today I wanted to bring some light and hope into what is often a fraught process to go through because today I want to talk about help for first home buyers and to do that, to talk about first home buyers grants that are currently available in Australia, I definitely needed the help of an expert. So I I have invited James O'Brien from Shaw Financial, who is a credit advisor or otherwise known as a broker, to walk me through all the different options that are available. Hi, James. How are you? Michelle, very well. and Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> You're most welcome. Now, there's lots happening in the property industry and you've got your finger on the pulse with you know all the help that's out there available for first home buyers. You must deal with a lot of first home buyers and walking them through the process of getting them ready to have their pre-approvals and financing in place, I imagine? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly in the last 18 months, the first home buyer market has greatly increased. Yeah, so whether it's locally or, or interstate, yeah, very much so. A lot of our time is spent kind of holding the hands of first home, uh, first home buyers yeah, getting them used to the process and guiding them through the process very much mm. go to work. Because it is, it is a, a daunting thing to go through, you know, and particularly nationwide really where wherever you go it's a lot of money to spend potentially on something so understanding the risks and you know the forecasting of the years ahead what that might look like your expenses how much you need to allocate to a mortgage it's really important to work with with a good broker to get you ready and particularly this is why I was interested in talking with you just about understanding what kind of help is out there available so do you want to run us through the different options for buyers out there yeah, for sure, definitely. Just just to comment on what you said, though, I completely agree with you. It is a it's a daunting process, mm. uh, and a lot of people, particularly first home buyers, don't really know where to start, and they don't understand who is there to actually help them. And to be frank, most of the parties involved in the process aren't there to help them. So the yeah. agent, they're not the agent <laughs> that's, that's selling the property is not on the buyer's side. They are no. on the, the side of the vendor. The, the bank, well, the bank has one set of products uh, and they'll talk about that one set of products and they won't help with the buying process. They'll just talk about their rates at their bank. Yeah. Um, the solicitor, solicitor can help with, with settlement, but they're not going to walk their clients right throughout the entire buying process. The only two parties that really are, you know, on the buyer's side from the beginning of the process right the way through to settlement and beyond is a buyer's agent and or a broker. Um, yeah. And so that is, you know, and that is from, from getting your finance and getting your pre-approved and ensuring that everything goes smoothly right the way through to settlement, that is very much the role of a broker. So I encourage every client, whether they're first-time buyers or not, you know, when you're starting the process, if you if you think, oh, I want to buy a house, I think I might start looking. Before mm. you do that, as soon as you have that thought, that's when you've got to get in touch with your broker. Yeah. I often compare it to shopping without your wallet. You know, you, yeah. go to, you go to Woolies, you fill up your cart, you're like, oh, this is what I'm going to have for dinner. And then when you get to the registry, it's like, oh, no, I can't pay. There's nothing more That's frustrating than that, right? You fall yeah. in love with the property and then you know when you're ready. And that process yeah. can take quite a while, I, I, you know, 
yeah. some of my clients that I work with, they've been through weeks and weeks of, of getting themselves ready because, you know, you need an enormous amount of information uh, mm. in order to make a proper assessment, right? Yeah, so, definitely. and depending on your work situation, whether you work for yourself, you're a sole trader or you have companies or whether you're an employee, it can make it more difficult. Yep. Um, and I, I've heard that, also that some of the lenders have a few delays going on. I mean, obviously COVID related as well, but also market related. So Yeah. Um, and that'll that'll fluctuate all the time. So yeah. there are at any one time there are lenders that'll be quick and slick yeah. and have a smooth process. Uh, and other lenders that have just been whenever a lender becomes really competitive, they're fighting for business, they reduce their margins, so they reduce the rates to win some more business. Yeah it stands to reason that they're going to get inundated with clients. They'll get loads of applications, which will then stretch out the processing timeframes. Yeah. Uh, and if you, so you can have a client who's got a really simple situation, really vanilla. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got plenty of savings. They're only borrowing 70% of the property's value. It's a very simple sort of application, but they want that most competitive rate. And the bank that has that most competitive rate has been inundated with business. And so they're taking a month. To, to perform an assessment that was really common during during COVID, more to yeah. do with with you know the financial pressure that people were under. Uh, so the banks just had a lot of work to do to address that, and their their home loan processing timeframes blew out. But yeah, on, on any given day, there there will be quick banks and there'll be slow banks. So that's part yeah. of part of what we'll do. If someone's in a rush, we know which bank to go to that can be really quick and really slick and still be competitive. Okay, so now that we we understand, we want to get a mortgage. We come to you. What help is out there? Yeah, a little bit or a lot uh, of help can people actually reach out and get? At the moment, I think it's probably more help for first-home buyers than there has ever been before. Mm. Uh, so you've got the government programs that are available. There's four major programs that are on the table, not including the stamp duty concessions and the the current proposed land tax instead of stamp duty. Separate from those stamp duty concessions or, or potential land tax, there are four programs to help first home buyers, and they are, there's the first home buyer guarantee that was previously called the first home loan deposit scheme, okay. uh, just as of this financial year. So from the 1st of July, it's changed names, but it's the same program. And then there's the family home guarantee. Mm -hmm. and both those two programs are essentially the same. And you've also got the regional first home buyer support scheme. Those three programs are essentially the same in which you can borrow above 80% yeah. of property's value and the government will negate the requirement to pay lenders mortgage insurance. So lenders mortgage insurance, also known as LMI, correct, uh, which is an extra insurance you have to pay for to make sure that the bank gets their money in case you don't pay it back, correct? Correct, yeah. And it doesn't even mean, so if you were unable to make a payment, then that insurance policy protects the lender. doesn't yes. mean you then get out of having to pay it. You still need to pay it to the bank. But in the interim, the, the bank gets the money because they've got that insurance policy in place. Yeah. You're required to pay for that insurance policy or insurance premium. And it's a one-off insurance premium that you pay for at the 
at the time of settlement. Yeah, that's and it's, quite it's, costly as well. It's not a, it's not a cheap thing to to have to take out. Correct. Well, it depends on on how far above eighty percent you're borrowing. So if you're borrowing eighty yeah. percent or less of the property's value, you don't need to pay it. If you're borrowing eighty one percent of the property's value because you just don't quite have enough cash, that's okay. Your LMI will be really small. But you can, for a property you're going to live in, known as an owner-occupied property, you can borrow all the way up to 95%, including the cost of LMI. At that level, it's extortionate. It's a very, very big yeah. expense that needs to be factored in. It comes out to between 3 and 4% of the property's value. So if you're buying a million-dollar wow. property, yeah, it's huge. You're buying a million-dollar property, it'll be, you know, $30,000, $40,000, maybe more. That's almost as much as stamp duty currently in New it, South Wales. Exactly. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's putting yourself in quite a risky situation anyway, borrowing that much against the value of a property with interest rates rises as they are. Yeah. With property values, yeah, with property mm, values going backwards, mm, um, you can end up in a negative equity situation. But I mean, if that's if it's the right house and it's the right time, then you know, and and you're confident that with rates increasing, you'll be able to cover your repayments. Yeah. Then prices going down in the short term may not be a huge issue. You know, assuming they go up again in the long term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's, it's all about holding it for a significant period of time and riding out those ups and downs, understanding the quality of the asset that you've bought as well, you know, Absolutely. because if you're, if you're buying a subpar property, well, I mean, it can meet all your needs, but in terms of capital growth, if it's to one of those properties that is on a main road or anything like that, or it's in a very high density area and there's always competition when it comes to selling, you're much more at a risk of not outperforming any capital growth there is to be had so then you've right got right. to you've got to you've got to look at it eyes wide wide open and yeah. look at it from all the angles so these three schemes so you've got the regional first home buyer support scheme the first yep. home buyer guarantee which has just been rebranded yep. from the previous scheme which was called again FHLDS so first FH- home loan deposit scheme okay uh, and then we've got the family home guarantee as well correct Open to anybody? Good question. So for the regional first-home buyer support scheme, uh, that's for first-home buyers that already live in a regional area. Mm-hmm. The other qualifying criteria for that specific one is your maximum taxable income for the year. If you're an individual buying the property that wants to take advantage of the scheme, then you can only be earning a maximum of 125 k per year. If you're a couple, it's mm-hmm. 200k. Yeah, okay. Um, and that is the same... For the first home buyer guarantee as well, the 125k and exactly. the 200 for couples. Correct. Yeah, spot on. And mm-hmm. both of those programs will let you borrow up to 95% without okay. having to pay lenders mortgage insurance. And then the family home guarantee is a little bit different. Yeah, correct. So that is for single parents who currently don't own a property. Okay. They may have owned a property in the past with a partner. But they're they're currently they currently don't own a property. Uh, mm. Parents and they're single. Okay. The maximum taxable income criteria is one hundred twenty five k. Okay, so that that's gross. Your Correct. gross yeah. income. Yeah. Okay, yeah. before tax. Okay, Correct. just so we're clear on that. And then the minimum deposit for that scheme is lower again. Correct. Yeah, it's only two percent. So you mm-hmm. could be borrowing up to ninety eight percent of the property value. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and not having to pay lenders mortgage insurance. 
mean, that's even so. Even if you were not able to utilize these schemes, you can't even borrow up to ninety eight percent of a property's value. No. Except in, I mean, there's a couple of banks that do have unique products that will allow you to capitalize the cost of the lender's mortgage insurance on top of the ninety five percent loan. But it's pretty unheard of to be able to borrow 98% of a property's value. So to be able to do it and not even have to pay lenders mortgage insurance, I think it is really quite a uh, helpful scheme. That's fantastic. And there's for each of these schemes, there's a limited number of places per year, I'm assuming? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So as of the 1st of July, the Family Home Guarantee has five spaces 5,000 spaces available. <laughs> that would be really depressing, James. <laughs> this program is going to help five whole single Australians. families. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're presenting you with something really great and then pulling the rug under. Absolutely. Yeah, 5,000. Okay. Correct. All right. 5,000. And then? Uh, the first home buyer guarantee, which is not – Specifically for regional, that's for for you know regional and city based. Yeah. And that's, uh, there's thirty five thousand spaces mm-hmm. available, and for the regional first home buyer support scheme, there's ten thousand spaces available. Okay, so overall fifty thousand potential couples, families, singles who may benefit from this. Exactly. And then you've got, I imagine, an application process. That do you yep. guys help out with that? We do, yeah. So that's part of the broker's role um, okay. because you need to uh, provide that application to the bank. So that the bank can ensure that they uh, they qualify. Uh, the qualifying criteria, I believe, is the same for all of them, and you are required to be a citizen and then meet those those income requirements. Um, and there's an application to fill in, as far as I'm aware, provided there is. So each bank has a certain number of places that they're allocated with for each of these programs. Right, gotcha. Not, not every bank is cooperating with the scheme. There's only a certain number of banks that are that cooperate with the scheme. So for the major banks, it's NAB and CBA. Yeah. Um, and then second-tier lenders, there's a whole raft of them. I won't bore you with the list, but they all have a limited number of places available. To my knowledge, provided there's a space available, you complete the application form, they reserve a space for you. It's not like, yeah, you of course, you've got to meet the eligibility criteria, Mm-hmm. But it's not like they're assessing you on anything else, like they would a home loan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of filling in a form. So it may be then that at the beginning of the process, you have an idea of who you would be your preferred lender based on yeah. you know, how they, they view your application, but also obviously interest rates, not unimportantly. But then as you get further down the track, you may have to change who you borrow from based on the availability of those lenders uh, working with those schemes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We will know very early on when we're dealing with a client if utilising one of these schemes is what they want to do. Yeah. And if they do, then straight away, we've got about 50 lenders available to us. Straight away, we'll know out of those 50 lenders, there'll be a dozen. A dozen will be suitable for this client. And then it's about matching up what they're looking to do, the right lender, and, of course, most competitive interest rate. Do they have any restrictions around what property you buy? Is it up to the buyer still completely what they choose to purchase? Good question. They're owner-occupied properties, so you, yeah. do, you do need to be living in these properties. They can't mm-hmm. be investment properties. Of course. Um, aside from that, there's only there are price caps. So it doesn't matter yeah. if it's an apartment or a freestanding house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the value of the property they're buying is, is taken into consideration. 
Yeah. So in, in New South Wales, if you're living in Sydney, the maximum property value is 900000 Well, that rent. automatically puts you in an apartment in the 10K radius of the CBD. Absolutely. Let's be fair. Spot on. Yeah, within a 10K radius of, of yeah. the CBD, 100%. Yeah. I did have yeah. a client who bought a little bit further out near Wentworthville, I believe. Mm-hmm. They bought a freestanding house for $800,000. And they were able to, and they qualified for the grant. It was wonderful. 10K rated from the city. It's very much apartment territory. Mm. And then if you're not in the capital, uh, so if you're not in Sydney or, or any other capital, then for the rest of the state, it's 750000 Okay. I mean, yeah, the property prices are very different across the, across the state and the country, of course. So, And then there's a fourth option to help you buy, which is a very recent addition, which oh, yeah. I, I am a little bit excited about as well. Tell us all about the help to buy. Sure. So this is the Help to Buy program. From what I, it's it's been put in place. It was proposed by Labor as a part of their election campaign. And when they were elected, this program is now is now in effect. Who it's for? It's for low to middle income earners who currently don't own a property. Again, they could have owned a property in the past, but they yeah. don't now. Yeah. The main focus on this is the maximum taxable income as a qualifying criteria. So the maximum income is ninety thousand. For singles, mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty thousand for couples. Yeah. Now, how the um, how the actual program works is that the government co buys up to thirty percent of the property with the property buyers with yeah. clients. That's if it's an existing property. If it's a new build, they'll buy up to forty percent of it. And again, capped at a number of spaces every year. Yeah, there's ten thousand, uh, ten thousand available for the year. Mm. Uh, and similar to the family home guarantee, the minimum deposit required is only 2%. So you could be borrowing all the way up to 98%, um, including the government's component, uh, and you, you've only got to put down that 2%. And so is the idea then, A, obviously to, to get your foot on the ladder with that scheme as, as the others, but is the idea that then over time you buy out the government? So is there, can, yeah, are there stipulations is, further down the track? Is the idea that you fully own it in the end? It's up to you. So you can buy out the government, I believe it's in 5%. Installments? Yeah, 5% chunks. Let me just go okay. back and have a look. I'm going to look at the website yeah. here because this yeah. one is. And I do know that if you do decide to sell that property, that they will take a percentage of the capital growth. So the capital gains that you make, they obviously yeah. want to cut off that as well. So yeah. again, it's important to look at the finer detail and really yeah. run through through it, through all the options with your broker just to make sure that you do know actually what you're signing up for. Yeah. And I think coming back to a point you made earlier about the, the quality of the asset that you're purchasing, I think it really mm comes into play with a with a program like this if you're receiving let's say 40 percent assistance to buy the property and you only own 60 percent of it well if you've bought something that's going to have low capital growth because it's one of many many properties in an overdeveloped area then it you know it, there's there's a good chance that you won't see the sort of growth you want and then you're only getting 60% of that capital growth when it comes time that you sell it. Exactly. And that that is one thing I have been thinking about, that buyers in general really need to understand mm. the quality of the asset that they're buying. Yes, first yeah. and foremost, it's wonderful that you found a home for you and your family, mm. but it is also the biggest investment you're ever going to make, most likely. Correct. And you can really 
hurt your future security if you pick the wrong asset. So yep. do not be blinded by the shiny kitchen and yeah. the cushions yeah. on the sofa, people. <laughs> I always say that, you know, and I think particularly when you've got a different party involved, in this case, the, the government, you know, if they have a stake in it. But I think it's got a lot of potential to really help a lot of people, which is great. It's probably um, the most exciting thing to have happened in a while from my perspective. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciate you coming in and, and helping me and walking us through all the different options. Absolute pleasure. Lots of options. So if you're listening here, make sure that you pick a broker who knows about the, these options uh, and, and is able to run you through the, the positives and the negatives and making sure that A, firstly, you're eligible and B, that you're picking the right scheme if you're if you are. James, how do people get in touch with you? Because I'm sure this is you know, very interesting to many people who want to get on the property ladder. Give us your details. So feel free to call me or text me. My number is 0415-391-002. I do have an office landline. Sydney is 02 and the number is 80452553. Or you can just email me uh, and my email is jamesobrien at shawfinancial.com.au. Uh, O'Brien is O-B-R-I-E-N and Shore is S-H-O-R-E. Excellent. And you're able to help buyers, not just in New South Wales, are you? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got clients in every state of Australia, um, state and territory, uh, and even clients yeah. overseas. So, in, uh, yeah, in places like, you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, UK, US. Mm. The expats can also still buy in Australia. There's just a bunch of different lending requirements or, or regulations yes. that them. We should do a different episode on that. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole nother list of that's another a, whole bunch of hoops to oh, jump through. That is a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, James. Thank you for coming in. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. If you have any questions, please hit me up at hello at buyyourside.com.au. Until next time. 